Hey guys, it's your host, Jumi Moses, and welcome to Award to the Wise, a weekly podcast where I drop some knowledge and tips on how to combat obstacles in your life and become the best version of yourself. I also discuss ways to develop compassion, empathy, and growth in a direction of love and acceptance for all. I promise you, it's positive vibes only. If you guys watched the Malcolm and Marie movie on Netflix, which dropped, I think, right before Valentine's Day, then you know exactly what song I'm singing. This is from Outcast, and it's called Liberation. And it was played in the credits of the Malcolm and Marie movie. And I'm sure you could guess by now that that is exactly what this episode is going to be focused on. We're going to be taking a deep dive into the Malcolm and Marie movie. And for those of you who are like, what? I haven't watched this movie you probably want to click out because there are going to be some spoiler alerts, but I urge you to stay on and listen regardless because we analyze the movie as a way to sort of, you know, look at relationships from a deeper perspective. So I urge you to still listen into today's episode. We're not giving too much away. The movie is still worth watching. But for those of you who have watched the movie and couldn't get through it because you couldn't just sit there and watch people argue for two hours straight, then this is a great episode for you to listen to because we talk about the whole movie in its entirety. And we also discuss the key themes that we realize from this movie. So if you kind of want a cheat sheet, that this is a great episode for you as well. So just a little background about the movie because you may have forgotten for those who have watched it and for those who haven't watched it and don't plan on watching it, then here is the synopsis. For who knows how long, Malcolm has worked in the film industry but hasn't had the ability to not only make something he was proud of but get that sense of validation. With his latest film, Imani, he does so. However, while the film is a great success with glowing reviews, one thing missing is Marie. Now, who is Marie? Well, she has been Malcolm's partner for at least five years, and a lot of her story mirrors Imani. So with that in mind, not getting a thank you when the film premiered ends up being the straw that broke the camel's back. 
thus leading to a night-long series of arguments about the film and the issues of her and Malcolm's relationship. So like I said before, in this episode, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the movie and talking about the key themes. But before I mention the key themes in the movie, of course, I have to introduce my guest. And on today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Osai, who's my dearest cousin. And I've had Osai come on the podcast episode before. You may have remembered him in the very first episode of season two, where we talked about the NSARS movement, which was, you know, about police brutality in Nigeria. So he's coming back on the show, but for a completely different reason, obviously to talk about the Malcolm and Marie movie and relationships in general. So for those of you who have forgotten, Osai is the co-founder of Yawa Magazine, which is a media company based out of Toronto, Canada. And he is also the host of Two Takes and a Pod, the podcast. So I'm going to be leaving those details in the show notes if you want to check Osai out after listening to today's episode. But some of the key things that we explore in Malcolm Marie have to do with the ego, the role of the ego in relationships. We also talk about the potency of language in a relationship and why it's very, very important to choose your words nicely. We also discuss feeling seen in a relationship, codependency, whether whether it's a good or bad thing. We also talk about negative enforcements or reinforcements that we tend to have in relationships that often end up being very toxic. We talk about triggers in a relationship. We also talk about the importance of listening and having effective communication in a relationship. And like I said before, all of these themes were derived from us watching Malcolm and Marie. So we actually start off with this episode talking about whether or not we would recommend Malcolm and Marie for people to watch. I think it's a, I think it's a good watch. I think it's an interesting watch. I think, um, I feel like it takes some maturity to understand the value of watching that. Um, but I can imagine it being really triggering for a lot of people as well. So, mm. you know, so if, if you have been in like, you know, maybe verbally abusive relationships, you know, gaslighting situations, and those all don't feel, you know, you're not fully removed from those, then I would say avoid it, you know, or, you know, watch it. Yeah, don't don't watch it. <laughs> but like, but, you know, but I, I think it's extremely like, I feel like it was really raw and honest, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's nice to see like that will come off in like that level of detail, you know, a lot of words <laughs> um, <laughs> were shared. But like, yeah, I don't know. What did you think? What did you think of uh, of of the movie? And would you recommend it to people? I think you made a really good point about the fact that it might be triggering for some people, especially if they've like been in like. Um, verbally abusive relationships I thought it was really good I don't think it's for everybody because I feel like you really have to pay attention to what they're saying Um, because okay first of all because it's a movie and because it's like a form of art they're not talking like regular people like you can tell like it almost sounds like poetic every time that they're like the whole argument sounds poetic (laughs) so (laughs) just just so perfectly scripted I'm like damn like (laughs) Sorry, Toni Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> there was like there was no stutter, nothing, right? Um, 
it was yeah, just always so it yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. it was super poetic so i feel like you really have to pay attention to the words that they were saying so i mean i could see people getting like right. bored with it but it was really really good because i'm like because and as the movie starts, you're just trying to figure out, like, okay, what are they fighting about? Like, what is the big deal? But then as it goes on, they kind of, like, break right. down everything. So you mentioned the whole idea of, like, verbal abuse, like I like I mentioned before. And that kind of goes with one of the themes that right. I wanted us to discuss, right. which has to do with, like, the potency of language okay. in a relationship. So what are your thoughts on the way Malcolm speaks to Marie? Um, I feel like, oh, that's, that's so loaded. (laughs) Um, I think, I feel like he has no chill. I feel like he has no chill. Right. Um, I think she understands that. She understands that like, he does like, like right when they started, she, he was, she was like, you have no ability to deescalate the situation. We shouldn't have this conversation right now. Right. Right. Like, so it's very clear that like, you know, he doesn't have that ability and obviously, he's already on one. He's probably had a good night. He's probably a little liquored up, right? So, but but in terms of like you know, if going further in and like those other conversations that were happening, it felt like he was trying to hurt her with his words as much as he could. But my question was like, why? You know, like you keep saying you love her, you love her, you love her, but why are you so determined to do this? You know, and like one of the things I take away or started noticing was like I think he was very uh insecure about that like about the fact that he did depend on her a lot to get this movie out you know and her calling him out in the way she did made him extremely defensive and it was almost like he takes the hit and it's like he's like (laughs) he understands that she's right (laughs) and he's like trying to spin it (laughs) to make it seem like she's not right. And then when he finds something, he's like, boom, okay, let's go. <laughs> and then he kind of goes into this whole thing and then she basically uncovers another layer of why he's wrong as fuck. <laughs> and then, you know, they unpack it. So, but like, I guess the question is, you know, how the words he used, I think, I think it was really, really like toxic. You know, I think he was trying to break her down and like, you can't say you love somebody and, try to break them down right like you and you know and if they are feeling this deep hurts and maybe being passive aggressive like you know maybe there's something there you know someone i'm saying i think the dismissiveness of everything and then trying to like you know attack her with your words just like just just very toxic right like just unhealthy you know yeah that's that's kind of what i took away from it he literally was like, I'm going to destroy you or something. And maybe I'm like, I'm not using the right no, words, did. but basically. Yeah. Something break you down. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. along those lines for sure. So what, what, yeah, what, so, what, what, how that make you feel like? Yeah. I'm just like, when you start getting to that level of like, when you're having a conversation with your significant other and like, guess you guys are having an argument, but you're literally saying that I'm going to use my words to make you feel like nothing like to make you e- feel even more like shit. I just feel like that's not a safe environment for anybody like to be in, in terms of like emotional safety or psychological safety. Um, and you mentioned something that I thought was also really interesting, which is another theme that I wanted to touch on, which is like the role of the ego in in relationships, most specifically in like 
the situation with like Malcolm and Marie, obviously. So like, I personally think, and I don't want to answer this for you, but I personally think that one of the reasons he did I mean, not... I, I want to know what you think, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, he didn't thank her, like, during his speech, purposely. I don't think he forgot. And the reason why I'm saying I don't think he forgot is because I think he's trying to emphasize the point that he doesn't need her, right? Or, like, this was all him. Like you had mentioned before, like when she called him out for being like, yeah, you wouldn't have been able to write this movie without me. It's like, who the hell do you think you are? Like, I did this without you. I don't need you. But obviously he does. So how much of like Malcolm's ego is really at play here with this whole scenario with him and Marie? And like, do you really think that, do you think he needs to check his ego or do you think it's normal? Um, absolutely definitely needs to check his ego. Right. But I think it's like, it's, I think it's a little deep, you know, I mm. think. Wait, before um, you answer that, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Uh-huh. I don't mean to cut you off. Okay. Why do you, why, in your opinion, why do you think he yeah. didn't say thank you in his speech? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think I, I don't, I, well, I suspect you're right. Right. Like I don't I you know, when I look at these things, I, I look I try to look at these people with a certain level of empathy. Um, and it's not just the guy factor, like it's just in general, just to see like because sometimes like people think they're doing something but don't know what they know what the impact of what they're doing. Right. So I feel like he genuinely believed that he created this movie, and I think he did, and I think even Marie acknowledges that, right? And but he could it clearly what happened with her in their relationship deeply inspired what he ended up writing and it's there's just no two ways about it right and her contribution in terms of reading like the scripts all the different cuts like you know i mean you you you, we've talked about you know putting episodes and podcasts together like you know there's a lot of ugly cuts (laughs) you know what i mean and like People that care, like, you know, they're listening and they kind of want to hear and they're giving you feedback and you're kind of going, that, that's not, you know, a small task, right? Like, it's extremely helpful, especially in the creative process. It's not something you should underestimate. So, like, I think, you know, she says something interesting and she's just like, I think you did this because acknowledging me would have made everybody question your ingenuity, you know? And you couldn't deal with that. So I think that's where it manifests in his ego. Like, because I think he, you know, when she asked him point blank, he said no. Like, he couldn't have written it without being in a relationship. So he understood the value she brought, right? right? But had not really taken time to articulate it to himself or to her, apparently, you know? And what's very evident with, like, Marie is that what she's feeling here is like, and the reason why I don't even hold it to, because this is like an inflection point in a relationship, right? Like this, this whole, this night is like a lot of feelings that were probably not resolved within themselves or, or some of them that they've been feeling, but sweeping under the rug, all kind of rising up to this point. Right. And basically this night basically solidified it in Marie's mind, obviously. And she couldn't shake it. Because how can you? You understand right. what I'm saying? So, it, you know, you understand the passive aggression, even though it's not right. Because that's this This was something where it's just like, yeah, make the mac and cheese or whatever. But like, yo, we need to have a conversation. 
you know <laughs> like or we need to have a conversation tomorrow like because like i i find this but right now i'm just gonna go to bed and enforce that shit right but the approach wasn't perfect and we're human it's not supposed to be you know like and i think people forget that sometimes people forget that like it's not supposed to be so anyway like so you talk about ego in a relationship i think that's where it manifested i think um for him he would have had to unpack all of that and i don't think he wanted to so he kind of you know so maybe that's why he wasn't excited about casting her right because she kept asking that question because all of these feelings she's carrying and it's tying to everything so at this point in the relationship it's come to a head and the other person needs you to de- deconstruct whether all these assumptions they've been making in their mind are correct or not you know and i don't know if he did a good job of um breaking that out but yeah that's that's kind of what i talk about like the how the ego played into the whole no not necessarily the whole relationship but like i guess that argument that fight you know i guess and to i guess to a larger right. extent the relationship right. yeah but what about you though how did you see it playing um the whole ego thing i think mm-hmm. i think it's a huge part of their relationship i think especially like from malcolm's perspective um I do think Marie also, like, there is ego there, right? Because she's expecting a thank you and she's expecting, like, oh, you should have casted me in the role and stuff. But, like, I think those are normal expectations at the same time. But I do think that um, uh, Malcolm, <laughs> you, can, you, you, can, you can disagree with me in a bit. Um, I do think that Malcolm is, I think he's kind of self-centered. You know, I think... Obviously, he's an artist. He's a director. So he takes this stuff really, really seriously. And he wants to be acknowledged for it. Um, And he's really, really, really passionate about it. But I feel like... uh, I think Marie almost exists for him just to, like, beef up his ego. I don't know if he actually sees her as a person as well. Rather than just, like, this person that he's dating that's supposed to hype him up that gave him the story like does he see marie beyond that and i just feel like it's his mm-hmm. ego and his his um his like self absorption but why did you disagree with the whole yeah. like yeah uh with uh basically how you said uh uh basically marie's uh, ego right I, yeah. I i disagree with the idea of like her that being her ego because it's, oh, okay. it's like there's some certain things is, is is human right like yeah it's like yo when you feel like you gave so much of yourself to something and you don't feel acknowledged as a whole so like literally we've gone to the to the show you've gotten the award you didn't mention me in the thank yous cool whatever you know everybody is basically approaching me letting me know that yo <laughs> you didn't you know you didn't he didn't thank you but he he depends so much on you which probably reinforces the issues that you already have right so you can you can see how like when you're going in there like a thank you is really the bare minimum right and like you you can't Absolutely. you know and, yeah so so that you can un- i can understand minimum. why that's like yeah so it's like yeah she didn't work you know maybe she didn't write the script with him and like wasn't there when he was you know working and you know doing all this sort of thing but she was there and she was part of it to some extent and she obviously inspired it to 
a large extent right so you can't yes you know you can't ignore that so that's the only thing i was saying to that but like with the you know larger point of what you're saying is like i think you're right like one of the questions i want to talk to you about was like at what point do you feel like you should be seen by your partner right so you're talking to somebody you guys are getting serious um at what point do you feel like you should be seen by your partner you know what does that do you what does that look like to you oh wow um i'm gonna try to answer this question i feel like i think you should be seen by your partner from like day one to be quite honest um especially if you're trying to get to know somebody and you're being intentional about it and your intentions are 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 we want to hope are good if you're trying to be like i like this person i want to pursue a romantic relationship with them i think you should be able to see Mm -hmm. your partner in day one now don't get me wrong like as you get to know the person you're going to learn more about them you're going to continue to see them in deeper ways than you've never seen them before but i think you really have to recognize that this person is um a separate entity from you they have their own dreams they have their own aspirations they have their own things that they kind of have to work through and like of course you're supposed to be a support system for them but this person is going to be like human beings are dynamic and i think sometimes when we get into relationships it's like we come together and it's like we're supposed to be this one person you know what i mean and obviously the person with the stronger personality Mm -hmm. overshadows the other person right (laughs) so it's like you're trying to move right. as one body and to some extent a true a true team or true partnership at some point they learn how to kind of move as one but you guys are still very different people in your relationship individuals so i think you should you know see your partner from day 1 as this person that comes with all of these things and they're super complex and you guys kind of have to serve each other's needs and give each other space to kind of figure things out themselves. So just to answer your question, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's from day one. And I think that um, Marie sees Malcolm because when you're hearing the conversations that they're having, she's able to like psychoanalyze him and be like, if like if they write this, this is what you're going to say. Or like, this is how you think. And like, she's able to like deconstruct this all these other things but whenever Malcolm is talking to her you know he's defending himself or like he's trying to like you know be like trying to debunk whatever analysis that she's come up with but whenever he's like talk like whenever he's talking to her he doesn't really go in depth about her character or like how she sees things it's always like blaming her for something or trying to tear her down or like you're nothing like don't think you're special blah 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 you know what I mean and like that just shows me that he really doesn't see her or even if he does see why she's saying whatever she's saying he automatically is gaslighting her like you're just insecure you know it's because like you're threatened or like whatever you know what I mean it's always like attack words but he doesn't really give constructive feedback as to who she is as a person or maybe why she's viewing the world the way she's viewing it and i feel like if you really um know your partner you will be able to do that funny thing that you should actually say that right like i actually feel like um he did see her but like okay he but but it didn't like it's one thing to see somebody and another thing to use it for good so i'll give you a perfect example right some people that are in like abusive relationships or whatever in domestic like like i feel like like a predator sees you they see like your strength 
and they probably see like the weaknesses as well right mm-hmm. so like a predator sees somebody and basically highlights the part that they want to highlight for the narrative they want to feed that person mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying so like i'm not calling him a predator or anything like that but like w- what i mean is just that like he saw her like he saw her insecurities right the question is did he see her strengths because there was no evidence of that throughout the dialogue right like throughout the movie you don't really see like he acknowledges her authenticity but then he diminishes the value of authenticity after right um clearly she's talented and he respects like you know she kind of has something that he knows he doesn't have and he Mm -hmm. knows that and acknowledges it right but it doesn't he doesn't seem to be interested in celebrating um the those aspects of her and i think those are really unhealthy like i think that's that's kind of what like so does he see her yes but like he uses what he's like he uses it for his own narrative right you're delusional you're crazy you associating everything with yourself because there've probably been times where she felt that and you know with whatever insecurity or whatever and now he's using that as opposed to like it would have been one thing to have acknowledged those things and maybe in defense of yourself but also to kind of like celebrate like the great things about her and the great things that like she should tap into, you know, like the one thing he said is like, you could be such a great actress and like all of that stuff. And then, you know, obviously they got into an argument after that, but that was like the one time I feel like, you know, of not many times where I feel like he kind of highlighted like her great qualities that, you know, he felt like he wanted to see more of. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like that ultimately is what it is, right? Like for her, clearly she 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 loves him, and regardless of whatever is going on, and she just wishes he could actually just make more of an effort. Like she actually sees that he's not even capable of doing all the things she needs him to do, and you know that's a question of whether that's okay or whether that should be okay or not. But like clearly she wants him to be putting more of an effort. So the question is like is he willing to put in that effort you know especially now like yeah yeah so so yeah yeah that's like so when i think about you know when somebody's seen like i always think about that because sometimes it comes up like she's the person is not seen but sometimes maybe they are seen but this person is only highlighting the parts that fit their narrative right and it's like you know it's almost like if you're not mentioning her in all these places it's almost like you, are you trying to hide her strength you know, do mm. you see it and are you trying to hide it mm-hmm. from people? You know, and, mm-hmm. and like, I think that's always the question that, like, you know, I think people kind of have to reckon with, right? Like, yeah. is this person really trying to hide your strength or do they not really see your strength? Mm. You know, that's what mm. I'm saying. And, and you know, and do, does you doubling down on your strength make them feel uncomfortable or feel like, you know, that that's how you know right like that's that's genuinely how you know so to your point you might be right you know uh i guess my perspective is like he definitely sees enough and he's using it to tell a narrative Mm. you know what i mean like and that's that's just you know an unhealthy narrative right so i feel like that's the challenge with this relationship right but but i will say though just to ask you a a Mm -hmm. spin-off question is like can you really see someone if you're only putting them in like a box? Cause like you said, like he sees a part of her and he's using it for his narrative. Right. Yeah. But you know, I think, uh, well, I guess 
what's your like a larger question aside mm-hmm. from like Malcolm and Marie? Like, do you mm-hmm. feel like when people get into relationships, they put their partner into this box of like who they're supposed to be or who they showed them that they were at a certain point, and there's no flexibility to kind of evolve and become a different person in your relationship or want for more or pursue different things? Right. I mean, I think that just really depends on your dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you could have seen something initially and then you're seeing that change and mm-hmm. you have to acknowledge if that's something you kind of want to sign up for or not moving forward. And mm-hmm. you kind of also have to acknowledge whether that is something they can control or not. You know, sometimes you might be asking the person to not be themselves. Mm-hmm. So at that point, like, if that's really them not being themselves or, you know, not, not that it's just a bad part of themselves, they're not willing to shake. But like, if that's just really forcing them to be out of who they are, you kind of have to acknowledge that if you can't, if you can't deal with that, then you have to move on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they have to also like recognize that like, you know, this is too much of a sacrifice on who I am. And like, I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Or I don't want to sacrifice myself and my sense of self just to accommodate you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, I think that that's always a balance, right? But the reason why I say, like, you know, sometimes it could be seen is because, like, and and that's the thing I don't. That's that's the question mark I personally have on mm-hmm. on Malcolm is, are you too caught up in your own shit, mm. um, um, and your fight to be successful and your ambition and you know, right. which is great, you know, but are you are you too caught up in your own shit to like really not see like how you're not helping her? You know right. what I'm saying? All you're doing right. is sucking and you're not really like supporting or lifting or anything. Right. Or do you understand exactly what it is? And this situation plays perfectly for you. So I'm not going to talk to you about your strengths. I'm not going to say in the argument that we're having, I'm not going to talk to you about how, you know, how great you could be doing this. All you need to do is this and that. Like, and that's it. Like you're already this close, you know, like that's a different vibe from, oh, you, you should work hard. It takes work ethic. You have to want it for real. Like, yeah, but the way you're saying it is like, I don't do that. And I don't have that, you know, right. and that may be how you feel, but it's, you know, are you, are you going to encourage the person to like, believe that they can do that or not? Right. You know, and what does right. it take for you to do that? Because clearly you can tell that this is something that they do want, you know? Right. So, yeah. So to me, it, it ultimately comes out, and that's where it goes from being like negligent to like, you know, abusive, right? Mm, I mean, I mean, mm. it's still abusive to some extent, but like, you know, this is a, I, I, will, I will call this an inflection point in a relationship. So this is mm-hmm. the worst versions of them in terms of dealing with each other, right? And mm-hmm. obviously Malcolm is significantly worse, right? <laughs> but like, but the question is really like, okay, how, are you recognizing that like she is stronger than you've been thinking she is and mm. you should support her there, or are you seeing that like, oh my God, she is stronger than I've been trying to let her know. And I knew that. And I don't like that she's recognizing it. Mm. I just think that you touched on something that I thought was interesting. And like the whole concept of like him just sucking her dry. Because I think that in relationships, a lot of times you have like a giver and a taker. And I, I definitely think Malcolm is a giver. And my rule of thumb recently for people is that you, if you're a giver, you should be with like another giver. Because I mm-hmm. think that like it becomes really, really unbalanced. Um, like, I don't think Marie is getting 
any i don't think she's getting that much from this relationship the way malcolm mm-hmm. is is receiving a lot of things so that's that's something else i just wanted to say really quickly yeah i think i think i think that's a big one i think we should actually probably stay on it um yeah like because like you know that giver or taker dynamic i think mm-hmm. it is so right like i think yeah both people have to be a giver but both people also have to have like value what each other are given yes you know someone yes. i'm saying so yes. like like I think with Malcolm and Marie, there's like two issues, right? So there's mm-hmm. the idea that like somebody's significant, significantly giving more, and the other thing is what's being given on one side, or maybe even on the on the other side, but not so much. But like, isn't being valued? Yes. You know, yes. someone I'm saying. So it's kind of like, you know, but purposely being purposely not being valued. Like I think Malcolm right. knows it's of value, but. Mm-hmm will not it's acknowledge under, that un, yeah or underestimating right. how valuable it is you know? right right and, and she constantly has to call it out but yeah right. so like it, it, like it's it, it, and the thing is it's like like it, it also feels like he feels like he gave in the past when you know she had her drug issues and he helped her overcome them and now she's better so because he's done that it feels like he's oh he's given and every time he talks about that in terms of reference to their love and the relationship, as I mentioned before, it's like, it's always pointed to like, yeah, I helped you go through that and you cheated on me during the period. And so and that's obviously hard and difficult. And like that, you yeah. know, that has to be commended. Right. But like, right. you know, again, what have you done for me lately? Like what, like, you know, does that mean that that's it? You've given your quota <laughs> for the relationship and like it's done. You know, someone I'm saying, like, what's next? Okay, right. <laughs> you know, someone right. I'm saying, I'm like, like and, and, okay. yeah, right. And then, like, obviously, she, you know, and, you know, in his defense, it's like, he, I think he understands how much she's, she's giving to him. Mm-hmm. And in terms of not just even with the contributions to, to the work, they're just in time and, I guess, making a home and everything. And, like, I think he appreciates that. But there's a level of, of like, you know, don't use this as an excuse not to do what you want to do. You right, know, what I'm right. saying. I'm not going to make you... So, it seems like there's a balance of I'm not going to make you feel bad for, like, you know, just doing this. And, you know, if this is okay for you, that's fine. Right? But don't act like th- I'm I'm forcing you to do this and, right. just, and, and not chase your career. You right, know what I right. mean? And, like, I think that's the other balance. Like, so it's... It's how do you articulate that to somebody? Because now this person feels like all of this they're doing is for you. And you're saying, like, I appreciate this up to like 60%. But these other mm-hmm. 40%, like, we could we could hire someone to do this. Like, you don't right. have to right. like to do this if, if you if you really want to go chase the other thing. Like and Absolutely. you know, you're never gonna have a problem for me. So I think there's a part of that that's playing into Malcolm's psyche that like um that doesn't appreciate that aspect of her giving too. You know, right, right. Um, but the question again is like, what exactly is Malcolm giving right now? You know, so I'm saying like it's it's it feels like it's absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, I'm like it's just like no. If you think about it, because like he's not really necessarily like even proposed and said, hey, this is what I've done, right? You know, to help our relationship and help you be better today on a daily basis, or you know, this is how I'm checking in. You know what I mean? Like, apart from giving her, her her contributing to the movie or contributing to the script and things like that, I think that's about it. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> he, he he definitely respects her artistically more than almost anything else. You know? But like, 
I don't I don't know if it actually yeah more than anything else, but I don't even know what anything else is. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like in terms right. of valuing her, her like it seems like he values her opinion and thoughts creatively, and that seems to be the the gist of it. Right, right. Did you get a Did you get that impression? Or yeah, I think he me? definitely. I think he values her um, feedback when it comes to like his art. You know, being a um, like a movie producer and director and her mm-hmm. being an actress i think like he definitely i think that's one thing he values from her that feedback and i and a lot of the good moments that they shared in the movie like not really good moments but moments where they were kind of just like talking even though he was kind of stressed out but he wasn't stressed that was the whole like movie review thing um, mm-hmm. I thought like you could kind of see like that's really their one of their strongest points is like when they're talking mm-hmm. about like the movie and his work and everything. Um, so I do think he he values her there. But then mm-hmm. like we've been talking about this whole time. It's like, OK, so then like that's not all she can be in the relationship. Right. She's more much more than that. Or the relationship is much more than her being this like support system or voice of reason for your work and your art Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. exactly like it like it takes so much more right and like and i think even throughout the process like i think those are the layers um Mm -hmm. marie's uncovering right like first she basically acknowledges that okay it was the thank you thing right? right but then she goes into this whole thing about like once you know someone is there for you and someone loves you, you never actually think of them again. It's not right. until you're about to lose someone that you finally pay attention, mm. right? And I, you know, that's like very, very powerful. And I think there's a lot of that that occurs. Um, but you know, the truth is like that shouldn't ever be the case, right? Like, absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, there is something to be said though that like there is a, you know, what was I watching this? Like, uh, like basically they're saying. The idea was that, like, they were exploring was that there's value in, like, almost losing someone. Like, because when mm-hmm. you do that, it kind of makes you try to be your best for them and yeah. vice versa. But when you feel like they are just there, that, you know, it's it's kind of different. But I, I feel like that's an unhealthy way of, like, looking at it. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what is... Do you agree with that? Like, I can see yeah. that happens for a lot of people, but yeah. does it have to get to that point? Yeah, I think that, like, I think it has to be the opposite. Mm-hmm. It has to be, like, it actually has to be the opposite. It has to mm-hmm. be, like, this person is going to celebrate me, so I have to celebrate the fuck out of this person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what that does for me, mm-hmm. and somebody needs to do that for them. And I will take that responsibility because mm-hmm. these other people are taking this responsibility. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's that in my perspective is like what's the most important like thing because yeah um, because what what that does is like you start to appreciate how good those feelings are and you associate it associate that with them and then they can now find it, it encourages like a culture of like finding new interesting small and big ways to make mm-hmm. each other feel good. Right. right and it's kind right. of like a way to like so now in your head it's just kind of like I'm it's more competitive like. Oh wow! She, wow, she did that. Wow, okay, I'm gonna have to like come through and like and you love know, you harder. Love you, love you harder. Me. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, honestly, right? Like, because yeah. you can also get competitive in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, uh, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, basically, it's just like, hey, you know, you maybe 
you feel like your boyfriend's not paying attention to you or whatever and then you go start like liking some other guy's pictures or something <laughs> right <laughs> just to make him know that like okay well right. said, so then now he comes in and he gives you flowers right like that's yeah. really neg- neg- negative reinforcement you know, that's what i'm saying and like Absolutely. those things don't you know they don't seem like a big deal initially and then but they manifest in like Big, unhealthy ways yeah, yeah they manifest in really unhealthy because then what happens is that stops working and he like he doesn't give a fuck anymore about you liking yeah. anybody's pictures and then like you want to take it so much further now you jump in the dms <laughs> right <laughs> and i'm and i'm saying this like just uh, just again i'm not trying to no. attack anybody but, but <laughs> you jump in the dms say- yeah uh-huh. go ahead go ahead i was gonna say like you jump in the dms and like you know and it's like like now nah, it doesn't mean anything then you now make it like obvious or whatever now this person thinks the worst thing and they're like oh, okay this is good then they now go do something dumb right like this is how like you know that tit for tat that like you know i'm not going to be i'm gonna I'm, i can't get hurt you know it's not a big deal to me kind of thing versus yeah. hey like i'm just gonna show you love in this little ways and i'm gonna adapt but um I was going to say, I saw a meme that was like, right. <laughs> it was like, my toxic trait is that um, when it's my turn, I'm going to take it too far. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of people in society, I hate just blanking it, but like what I see a lot is that, oh yeah, like who can be the most toxic, non-caring person in this relationship? Like it's like, it's a fight or a race towards like who cares the least. Like we acknowledge mm-hmm. that we both have really deep feelings for each other, but who can get hurt the least? And it's like, it becomes like toxic cycle. And I think it's like you said, it, I think it's very important to be like, mm-hmm. create positive reinforcements rather than negative reinforcements, because it's just going to mm-hmm. manifest into a really unhealthy and toxic relationship yeah it's like it's it's a zero-sum game yeah it's a zero-sum game and you kind of just only get worse right and like that's the thing like you know i feel like you know there's a lot of and i get it right like especially with women like um recently i feel like all women are like yo i'm gonna try to play this game too man you guys are all full of shit you're you know you're you guys lie you cheat um you know i'm gonna play these men like they're playing us and you know i look at that i'm like you know that sucks you know i mean like i mean like like, that sucks for you like you understand what i'm saying because it's just like it's almost like you're doing this because oh these guys are going to be hurt but like you're not really hurting anybody you understand what i'm saying like you're genuinely not and like the same thing with the guys like you're not hurting anybody by going to go fuck like 50 girls like you Mm -hmm. know like doesn't really make a, a difference you know so like i feel like the idea of not being hurt it's just like don't bother to be in a relationship and like even or even in a, i feel like even a situation can be cool mm. you know so i'm saying like it, like yeah. you know if obviously feelings get in touch and everything then that's what but like there could be a vibe that you give that like we could just be having fun like i'm not Absolutely. trying to make you jealous you're not trying to make me jealous i'm not going to tell you how many hoes i have you know mm-hmm. what i mean but like you know, you, <laughs> you hit, we hit each other up for a good time and we keep it moving, right? Right. Like, there's right. one, like, way to kind of handle that. Like, you don't need to kind of, like, you know, be like, if, if you feel like this dude is playing you and, like, messing with other girls and gaslighting or whatever, like, that's the time to step step out, you know? Yeah. Same thing with the guys. Like, I don't want to make it a gender thing, right? So flip it reverse if you feel right. like you're trying to talk to this girl and this girl is just using you to play because she knows she's fine and like all these way more important people are talking to her then let her focus on those people right and don't yeah, get like yeah. you know just because you want to get into that space you get like used 
um, you know, then she just uses uses you for what she needs you for and right. calls on you there and you're always there. That's you reinforcing that, right? right. Same thing with the guys. Like you, it's important to like to acknowledge those things draw those borderlines for yourself and like mm-hmm. keep it moving you don't need to engage like you don't need to go into like oh you're gonna go fuck with other guys well i still kind of like you and i still want to mess with you but i'm gonna show you that I, it doesn't bother me by going to do something else and yeah, then which the guy now really comes funny. and he tries to do the same and it's just like yo do y'all even like Never each did. other <laughs> right <laughs> you know, yeah you understand what i'm saying like why don't you just find somebody else that you like a little bit more, more. and then do that with them yeah <laughs> you understand what i'm yeah. saying like, yeah but yeah, I also so, think people are like work a lot of like work based on a lot of like past emotions and triggers because I yeah. just, I, I think like what you're saying is in a perfect world. Like that's, I mean, that's kind of like my vibe too. Like that's what I would right. do. But a lot mm-hmm. of people I think are also like addicted to this sort of like toxic dance that they have in different like partnership relationships or like situationships. That brings me to like codependency. Right, because mm-hmm. like we've we've touched on it through this conversation, right? But like, how do you feel like um, Malcolm was codependent on Marie, or vice versa? Do you feel like there was a like a like I guess a like basically? Do you feel like Malcolm and Marie were codependent for to each other, or do you just think it was a one sided thing? I think they were codependent to each other in like different ways. Because throughout the whole okay. movie, like Marie keeps saying like, "Hold on to me for dear life." And like, I'm not going to lie that you like, it was pissing me off. I'm like, why do you keep saying that? Like, she's like, I'm the only one that cares about you. Like, you know, everybody else who cares about you, like you end up pushing them away. But like, I'm the, I'm the only one left standing and like, hold on to me dear, for dear life. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why are you proud of that? I mean, he's, he's definitely trying to push you away. The other people, quote unquote, whoever you're talking about it have gotten the sense to like, stay away from like that toxic environment. But you're like hold on to me for dear life. Anyway, so yeah, I think Marie is codependent on Malcolm because I feel like to some extent she's probably indebted to him because this is probably the best she's ever been because she's with Malcolm who helped her get get over a drug addiction and like I've never been addicted to drugs. I don't really know that many people addicted to drugs, but from what I've seen like it it's like a black hole. Mm-hmm. Like you like it's really hard to get out of. So here comes Malcolm, he helps her get through it. She's like helped the healthiest she's ever been so i feel like she feels indebted to him and i think she really 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 does love malcolm but i think she i mean this is me analyzing a lot because they didn't see this in the movie but i feel like she maybe she doesn't trust herself to be able to handle her sobriety without malcolm even though malcolm is a huge trigger for her but like i think there's a safety net there that malcolm has created for her that she wants to hold on to. So she's definitely codependent to him on that. And she feels a need to be of service to him. And I think that's why she also like, even though she was upset with him, she came home and she still made him the mac and cheese. Cause like she's yeah, becoming. So I just, yeah. That was, that just threw me off so hard. Cause she came yeah. in like, she, she, like she was committed to making that mac and cheese. Yeah. Very like, committed. <laughs> I don't think they had any conversations or whatever. Like, so that was such a kind thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Like, because when you go, when you kind of get to the end of the movie, it just even sounds weirder because clearly she's carrying all of this, right? That's mm-hmm. a lot of weight to carry calmly. <laughs> and they just yeah. come and calmly make, make mac and cheese. Like, in my head, I thought she was trying to poison the mac and cheese. 
She's like, fuck this dude. I'm done. Like, I'm, done. I'm just going to yeah. calmly, like, he's having a great time. Great. Like, I'm just about to put this thing there. And, like, 25 minutes later, I'm just going to tell you, yo, I put some stuff there. You're going to die. Fuck right? this thing. Thank you. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I thought she was making it for both of them. Yeah. I was actually shocked yeah. that it was only him that ate. And I was like. Yeah. She literally just made it for him. So, it was, like, just a, such an interesting act of service yes under those circumstances yes you know yes. what i mean so it's yes. like it shows you know i guess it shows you that like you know how much she really does care and is like thinking of him like at that at, at a certain level in a way that like he doesn't even perfectly acknowledge in that situation i guess he does eventually when he's like what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong but like even then it wasn't like what's wrong because i want to know versus what's wrong versus like are you okay yeah right which is like two very different things right you know right right yeah no i i absolutely agree with you i think he acknowledges it but i think he's like when somebody's like I, i'm sure she always does that so like he's probably used to it because honestly right. malcolm didn't even really care about the mac and cheese he was trying to do something else while she was cooking he was having a like, good time yeah he was you know? having a good time so i'm sure if she didn't even make the mac and cheese he would have been fine but yeah i think she feels indebted to him so like she's like you said like at the beginning like he carried her through the relationship with the drugs and like maybe that was like his service for the for the time being so like she's probably she's probably trying to re repay that to some extent so i think there's like the codependency for from marie's perspective stems from the fact that he really helped her get through her drug addiction mm -hmm. from malcolm's perspective i think that she gave him a really good story, right? This is, mm -hmm. this is, he, he loves to write. He, he wants to become this huge movie director or producer or whatever. And she, she's her authenticity and her life and her story really opens all these different possibilities for Malcolm to tell like really hard hitting stories. And I think that he is codependent on Marie because I think this is instead, but like, I'm sure there's a part of him that like thinks to himself, like, I, like if I'm not with Marie, like, am I going to write this good? Am I going to do this well? You know? So that's, I feel like they think that they need each other to be successful for Marie to like, not be a drug abuser for Malcolm to continue to be like this amazing mm -hmm. director. Um, Cause I think this movie that he did was really, I think the way they talked about it was setting it up for it to be his breakthrough this, yeah, like, this was his breakthrough piece of work and right, really, like, right. his biggest... I did want to ask you, though, like, do you think... Is codependency a bad thing? Um... Not even just in, like, the whole Maka Marie thing, because obviously it's, it's it's it can... It's getting a little out of hand with them, but in general, do you think yeah. codependency in a relationship has to be a bad thing? Okay, so I'm just gonna double-check the meaning of codependency. Codependency is a concept that attempts to characterize imbalanced relationship where one person enables another person's addiction poor mental health immaturity irresponsibility or underachievement um definitions of codependency vary but typically include a high self-sacrifice a focus on others needs suppression of one's own own emotions and attempt to control or fix other people's problems People who self-identify as codependent exhibit, exhibit low self-esteem, but it's unclear whether it is, this is a cause or an effect of characteristics associated with codependency. Codependency is generally defined as a uh, subclinical, situational, and or episodic behavior condition similar to that of 
uh, the dependent personality disorder. So basically, I think what you're trying to say is that like just it's a psychological issue at a high level. Well, there with that exit- definition. That definition, you don't need to answer every, the question. Every, 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 everybody got gut, right? <laughs> it's negative. I honestly think they need to read it. I think they need to put two definitions. I, I think that's an extreme definition. Right, right. And then, like, in relationship, they say that, like, um, they, people find themselves in relationships where they, their primary role is that of a rescuer, a supporter, or a confidant, right? Mm. Um, these helper uh, types are often dependent on the other person's poor functioning um, to satisfy their own emotional needs right so i think there's a lot of uh, that going on with marie in terms of expecting a lot from malcolm to satisfy her own emotional needs right um and maybe an issue uh, the question is whether or not she tried to communicate this a lot before this point or if this was just something she was suffering silence until she couldn't anymore right like that's that's part of the question Mm -hmm. but on, on his side she she's you know like he definitely played the role of a rescuer and maybe supporter, mm-hmm. but like I don't know if that's the case now. And then now he's she's, she's really a confidant. Like that's the role he like. I think she's playing for him. Like right now she's the confidant. She's the one that receives and hears everything, and right. she's also the supporter. Right. Right. So it's kind of almost like it went from on Malcolm to Marie is like he's he was the rescuer and the mm-hmm. supporter, and he's then basically that's been the basis of their relationship right and then for her it, she was basically the confidence and then right. as i guess the, the career transition and she got better she became a supporter as well yeah. right but like yeah like, dude, i guess the whole point of the question is like are, are they codependent they're absolutely codependent on each other is codependent a bad thing i think for the most part yeah i think it exists like in some level in every relationship though like right like, right that's how yeah mm-hmm. yeah because you you like you know like in a relationship with somebody and depending on how close it is you see the best version of themselves of them and you see the worst version of them right and that can equally be used for or against them right and there's also a level of how much they acknowledge it for themselves the, their best version and their worst versions right which also plays a dynamic into the relationship but like you know, there's a lot of that you have to accommodate. You know, when you're the person you're with is like, you know, maybe not being lazy or whatever the case may be one day, you might give them an excuse like, oh, I know how much they've had to go through today. But after like three days of the same shit, like, you know, you probably should call them out. I think that basically based on those definitions, right, when it's like you're suppressing, you're sacrificing yourself, you're focusing on the other person's needs, you're suppressing your own emotions um, and you're trying to fix their problems, without really like them driving that i definitely think that like that's that's just unhealthy absolutely yeah no i agree i think that i i think like i agree with you when you say that all relationships to some extent have codependency um i i agree with you when you also say like there's a level in which it can become really really toxic and i think a lot of times people don't realize it's codependency until they get to that like toxic extreme Mm -hmm. but i do think that i also feel like people are quick to make codependency a negative word because i think if you just think about a team Mm -hmm. you and i are team members right we both have different strengths you know maybe i'm the person that if something gets really bad and i need to escalate the situation i'll jump in and figure that out maybe you're the person who's really good at the details you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i'm dependent on you for 
your skills and expertise. You're dependent on me for my skills and expertise. Um, and to some extent for that, in that team, whatever project we're working on, we're codependent on each other, right? Unless something mm -hmm. happens to either of us. So I think when you look at a relationship or any sort of, um, well, let's just keep, keep, um, keep it to like romantic relationships. I think there's no way mm -hmm. you're not going to be codependent at some point, especially like if you guys become exactly. really serious or if you get married or you have children with each other. But I do think it's unhealthy when somebody's getting neglected. That's why I, I'm going to go back to the whole giver being with a giver thing. If two people are givers and mm -hmm. you guys are kind of, and there's like a equilibrium and you know how you guys are sort of like depending on each other and helping each other out nobody's going to really feel like burnt out it's not going to feel like it's not going to be an unhealthy codependency i think it's unhealthy codependencies is when you know you shouldn't be with this person it's a really really toxic situation but you guys are so used to like the routine that you have where somebody's a savior or lack thereof and like you guys want to keep that whole dynamic going but i just think that there's no way i don't think codependency is bad in relationship i think good really strong relationships like have elements of codependency um it's just about not losing yourself in that obviously but yeah that's that's my own definition but right. based on the right. definition that you you read i'm like damn <laughs> that is <toxic."> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean exactly the textbook definition is basically like you know basically they're they're you're enabling certain negative aspects of your personality, right? And I mm, think that mm -hmm. that's kind of like, and like that that's like a real like I think that's the key thing. But you're right because right, right. you know you you have to start playing to each other's strengths, like, and not everybody can do the same thing well, right? And you have to be able to right. value that, you know, right. and, and and you know, it, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, that just exists to some level. So you can't really just look down. I don't feel like you can look down on anybody and say, hey, uh, you know, you shouldn't be codependent at all. Because then why are you, you know, that just happens why? by the nature of relationships. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> That's the whole purpose, it, I think. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it's yeah. like, a, it's, a, it's a very natural consequence. And if that doesn't happen, like, are you really that close? Like, are you right. that well connected, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so I wanted to touch on love. Okay. Do you think that Malcolm really loves Marie? Do you think they they actually love each other? Um. And I guess this question would require you to define what you think love is. Yeah. Okay. So I don't even know if I want to get into all of that because a lot of responsibility. Okay. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but I think he thinks he does. Um, okay. But you know, I, I think I think he thinks he does, but I don't I don't know if he knows how to love her. You know, and mm. I, I, or he's willing to love her the way she needs to be loved. You know, I think he's riding on the coattails of having helped her with her drug problem, but you know, like clearly it's not his priority right now. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And 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 the question is whether you know, it's not whether he will, but like whether he actually can even. Like, yeah, you know, especially yeah. after this whole argument. Like, I think the question from Marie is, you know okay, I know what I kind of need now. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, am I okay? Like, like, can he love her the way she needs to be loved, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's extremely important because she's also recognizing his his uh, deficiencies or, you know, like he, he's, in, I guess, yeah, his deficiencies, right? Like she's recognizing that. And the question is whether or not she's willing to stay despite all of that. Seems mm -hmm. like that might be the case. But I think after this argument, it should be clearer than ever whether or not he like you know it's something that 
that she can receive you know or something that's yeah. that's enough for her you know because he's not gonna make that he's not gonna make that decision for her she's mm-hmm. gonna have to make it so mm-hmm. yeah so like you know does he really love her i don't i don't i don't i don't really believe um he knows how to love her so i don't want to say he does he doesn't or he does right like i don't mm-hmm. i don't know i'm not in the character it's a character <laughs> like the <laughs> script um i'm not in his head i'm not who, sure who it's based on but like i don't i don't think he loves her the way she needs to be loved very clearly right so whether or not he 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 feels like he does you know uh is re- it, as far as she's concerned i don't i don't think so so yeah he definitely yeah. needs to reapproach that and for him um i does she does she, you know i think she she i think she really loves him you know i think mm-hmm. she sees him she sees his faults she accepts his faults and is willing to work with his faults you know and um i think what we've seen here is you know despite this new low for her or for him um she still wants it to happen the question is whether or not it's like possible Mm -hmm. you know whether or not he's capable of it so yeah that's that's my take on uh whether or not he loves her um i think that I think they think they love each other because they're codependent <laughs> on each other. Like, <laughs> so you think I, that she loves him for real? I think she's convinced herself that she loves him. I think she's probably thankful for him. Maybe she feels like she owes him. Maybe she has some sort of. I think she has like a lot of respect for him. Um, but why don't you think that she loves him? What like maybe did she show you or did was reflected or something? Was there anything that kind of gave you the impression that um, she she doesn't love him or she's kind of the way she's seeing this is completely wrong? Yeah, so I don't really think that there's anything that they showed in the movie, perhaps that says that she um, doesn't love him. But the reason I question that love is because, like, whenever she keeps, like I said before, like, she would always say, you know, Malcolm, you know, hold on to me for dear life. Like, you need me. You need me. And I think, really, she needs him. And in the same breath, the way, like, I think the director did this intentionally, like, it'd be moments where, like, Marie would disappear and Malcolm would be like, Marie, Marie, where are you? Like, he's, like, looking for her, right? And I think maybe that was to show like they really love each other but i just think it if anything it just symbolizes their toxic codependency for one another i don't really think they understand the i don't think they really understand what love is i just i just think that they have this bond which is a very valid bond and they're 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 using that's what's really fueling their relationship though i think if marie had a if she could if she had a glimpse of her future and she saw that she would be able to like continue to stay sober without malcolm and you know she didn't Mm -hmm. really need to continue to feel like she needs to like repay him for this service Mm -hmm. he did to her of getting her through it i don't really think she would she would probably give herself more room to kind of like not be in the relationship and if malcolm could see that um, you know, he would go on to write really great movies without Marie necessarily being in his life. I think he would be open to that as well. I just, I just think that they're codependent. I don't think, 
and maybe that's love for them, but I, I don't really think that they they love each other. Or maybe they do. Maybe it's just not the right way. How, how, how would you define love? How would you define what, you know, what, what a good sign of love, loving each other would look like? I mean, you know, no, or just in general, you don't need to kind of use yeah. it for this situation. Yeah. So I personally feel like um, a lot of people, I think in order for you to love people, somebody, you have to actually know what love is and not to sound cliche, but you really have to like radically love yourself because I think for you to love someone else is to, um, you know, want to be with them, but not feel like you need them. Right. Like, let's say this person wasn't able to offer you anything at all. Would you still want to love them? Would you still want to wake up and show up for them? Um, do you respect them? Do you value them? Do you see, I don't want to be like so dramatic, but do you see them as yourself? You know what I mean? How would you talk to yourself? And I think if you're in a stage in your life where you're still going through like self-awareness, you don't talk to yourself really nicely. You see the world in, in, in very like weird ways. I think it's hard to love someone until you kind of develop those skills. So, and I think Malcolm and Marie haven't developed that, but in a, in a lot of ways, I think they love the same way a lot of people in real life think that they love, love. their partner, you know? Mm. So with that breath, do you think that this movie was relatable to a lot of couples? Yeah, I mean, I think it's very relatable, like, because everybody, because the truth is, in relationships, like, we're, we're kind of learning experientially, like, mm -hmm. you can watch a movie, or whatever the case may be, but like, we're all learning experientially. So we've all been those toxic versions of Malcolm and Marie, 100%. right? Like, and, 100%. And, and as a process, you kind of recognize in the past how what you were doing was, you know, vindictive or or defensive yeah. or, you know, petty and passive aggressive, whatever the, you know, the the word or the crime is in this city. Like, I feel like we all kind of understand that. Um, yes. The reason why and I feel relatable is because, at least to some extent, this is also the worst case scenario, right? So yeah. I assume yeah. that this is not their fight every single day. Yeah. Right. I don't know if these abusive words are used every all the time, right? But they're definitely used very easily and freely yeah. today. So <laughs> some of it seems like there's no way you didn't do this before, right? Right. Um But uh like yeah, so is it relative? Yeah, it's, it's like it's I think it's relatable in that sense, right? But I think what's important to note is that that's obviously not okay. This is the worst case scenario. This was perfectly scripted. <laughs> Everybody got to say their piece, walk off, come yeah. back, recuperate. Yeah. Like, obviously, this doesn't necessarily occur in the same way in real relationships, right? But it's important to understand that, um, like, when you're, like, one per like, nobody's goal should be to belittle, belittle the, under, the other person. Like, yeah. the goal should be to, like, be understood, you yes. know what I'm saying? And I think Marie definitely showed that significantly more in the dialogue than Malcolm, right? Yeah. It, his goal yeah. wasn't to be understood. His goal was almost to set a narrative about how she was misunderstanding where he was coming from. And she right. essentially just doubled down all through the movie, you know? Um, and again like she didn't handle everything right like you know she definitely was hurt and as a result said things that would only cause negative reactions right and that's that's the key thing here like if you're saying stuff to be understood 
and both parties feel that way it's a, a lot easier to kind of have that conversation in good faith and unpack mm-hmm. really deep feelings about personal th- and about you know his, your history right and right, about your concerns right. like what happens in in this manner is that you know to marie's point the dude can't de-escalate a situation and part of the reason why is evident because he feels defensive about you know her contributions and what that says about his contributions right, right? probably right so so like when you see how like you know all of that is playing out you can see how you know maybe there are certain things about ourselves that you struggle to acknowledge and you don't fully acknowledge it but your partner sees it and they might say it they might say it in the way that you're not ready to receive it they right. might say it in a way that you won't like it right um and that's only a limitation of how they can communicate right so right, right. ultimately like things can get that bad you know for anybody and you know you shouldn't use it to assess people as a whole but mm-hmm. like um it's relatable but that that is that's that should be in your past yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying like <laughs> that should be way 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 in your past like right you know your like first it's relationship, really, first yeah it should have been your first or second like like you shouldn't be there right now like you shouldn't be communicating like that right now right yeah but the feelings yeah. that you're carrying that you're maybe not voicing and maybe you get to a fight and it gets to be voiced that, right. that's very 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 relatable and i think it's like that you know my me- my message to people would be like you know like you can communicate what they're experiencing better right yes. like i don't even think that prior to Absolutely. this i don't know how toxic the relationship was there were some unhealthy things in it and clearly there are some things that needed to be addressed and maybe yes. it had gotten to a point where like he was working so hard and so committed to this thing that he did, you know, like the song said, forgot to forgot to love her, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then like yeah. we, we played with, yeah. with him. But like so like maybe that is correct to an extent. And the way she's framing it is just so much more significant because she feels it so deeply. Fine. Right. right? But like, you know, what happens next? You know? And like, do you fully understand everything that she's kind of trying to communicate? Because clearly there's a lot of layers, right? Clearly, this yeah. has been brewing for a while. Like, this doesn't just go away with one conversation, you know? Part of communicating that people don't talk about also is the ability to be able to listen, mm-hmm. understand, and, like, sort of, like, if you're really invested in what is being communicated, be able to, like, work on it. And I think mm-hmm. one thing in watching this movie for me, one of the lessons I really got is the fact that... um listening is such a huge part of communication yeah it's a huge part of communication in in all aspects whether relationship not relationship whatever but i just think that like you can be talking a lot of times and you can be talking like past each other nobody's Mm -hmm. really you know paying attention because that happened a couple of times Mm -hmm. um in in the movie so yeah the ability to listen i think people a lot of couples um people in general need to like really sharpen that habit because everybody can talk mm-hmm. but can you can you hear can you can you understand can you listen right. to understand can you listen um, with nuance yes yes uh, I, I'm, I don't think i got your thoughts on like whether or not it was relatable um their relationship oh. um yeah i definitely think it was relatable to to some extent i don't know if I can't relate to the words Malcolm was using. 
Because <laughs> he was like, yo, you're stupid. I'm like, geez, like, Lord, have mercy. Um, I can't yeah, relate to that. You're delusional, like, you're this, you're that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that wouldn't work. For, I wouldn't be able to hand, everybody has their limits, right? Um, in relationships. And I just, one thing for me is like, once you, once we are, once we're arguing, it doesn't matter if I'm dating you, I'm not dating you. You could be like my family and like you start calling me like stupid or just like saying things that would bring me down. I just, I just, nah, I can't do that. So I can't relate to those words, but I do think it's relatable because I, I do, um, like some of the things we talked about, the whole idea of like giving and taking, um, in relationships Mm -hmm. and, you know, codependency, um, all those things I think are very, very relatable. And I, and I do think. Um, that whole like tit for tat thing, I think couples face in their relationship as well. And like the whole idea of like, um, and I want to ask you this, I almost forgot. Like the, I don't, I think if Marie actually became this really dope actress, I don't think Malcolm would be able to handle it. I don't think he'd be able to share in that glory with her. I think their relationship works right now because she's, I don't like the whole idea of like him being on top. But for the sake of, like, trying to, like, convey what I'm trying to say, I think he likes where she is because, like, in his eyes, at least from a career perspective, like, Uh he's still the one kind of, like, on top. I don't know if he'd be able Uh to share that stage with her. Um, So, yeah, I I do think, I do think it's uh, very relatable. Maybe not... In the conversation, mm-hmm. like I said, they were having. Oh, okay, but... right. I mean, honestly, like with the conversation, I, I don't. I mean, like with the words, I, I didn't really. I don't relate with the words either at yeah. all. Um, <laughs> but 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 like you know, just the idea of like I've definitely been in a situation where like somebody said something to like make me feel the way to get a reaction. Yeah, and then I'm like, and they got it. And then they either got it or I gave them something to react to. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, okay, well, I can say something to get you get right. a reaction to. Like, yeah. don't, don't fucking play Move that on. with me. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, so, yeah, so there's that, right? Whereas, like, now I would probably just, like, just say, do you really want to go there? And, like, you know, maybe just say, like, <laughs> like I can. No, okay, I wouldn't say that. But I would just be, like, <laughs> basically, like, you, you don't want to go there. Like, we can go yeah. that far, but I'm going to hold and, like, not push that. And yeah. you know, I'm just I'll make it clear that I can do it too, but I'm not going to. Yeah. You know, not that like I don't have the confidence or the the ruthlessness to the do ammunition, it. Ammunition, right? Yeah. Because some people, you know, people exploit that. Some not people exploit that, but like again, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like it, you know, I think in a relationship like, at that point, you kind of like you know, it's it's a fight, right? It's like it's you know, it, it, it's you're emotional, right? So you you don't want to let go, right? But like at the same, so I, I see that as I understand, I relate with that aspect of not wanting to let go, feeling very strongly about something, mm-hmm. and like you know, you guys keep butting heads until you're like oh, I see what you were saying. Mm-hmm, and the person is mm-hmm. like, oh, I see why you didn't want to receive it. You know, and right, vice right, versa, right, right. right? Like, it doesn't matter. You know, because you could be arguing with your guy, your your man, and, and you know, he's he's kind of like, I keep telling you, like, you can't do that. Like, that's not right. cool. And you're, and you're like, I don't care. It's a big deal. I do this all the time. I used to do this with my previous boyfriend. Blah, 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 and it's like, yo, I don't. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then you're like, yo, you're making, you're making such a big deal out of it. And it's like, yo, like, when this happened and this happened, you're like, oh, I see how this yeah. affects you right. uh, i'm gonna like chill on that right and then vice versa for the girl where she's like oh i don't think it's a big deal i didn't do this uh, you know, and then ultimately you get to a point where both people are able to understand why this means something more to that person right. and what 
you misunderstood about the situation i made it did not recognize you know made you not recognize that and both right. were able to resolve that like the listening thing is so important and mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of times people completely skip out on that aspect like yeah. i feel like even even in this relationship here like um it seemed like marie was listening it doesn't seem like malcolm was able to listen at all and i think that like if you're looking at this and like watching this like i think you have to ask yourself if you've ever been malcolm whether you're a guy or a girl where because i think what that tells you right like what what what, i I guess the reason why that i I kind of locked into that was Mm -hmm. like if you care about somebody you have to acknowledge their feelings even if it's like misconstrued Mm -hmm. like unfortunately that's your responsibility in a relationship yeah yeah you know um it's also your responsibility to voice that out you can't yeah. also expect the other person in a relationship to, read to your see mind. Yeah. exactly to read your mind like you, they can't do that if it's a real thing you kind of have to um you have to bring it to the table now a good yeah. partner will be able to see and notice that at some point and try to pull it out you know every now and then but since right. they don't know what it is they can't really push as hard as they might need to Right. You know, someone saying we can't put that on them, you know. So when when I look at this situation, I'm, I I ask myself, um, how much did how much did uh, Malcolm know that Marie really fucking wanted this part? Because mm-hmm. clearly we can see that tonight, and yeah. it even seems to have been shocked him to some extent too, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So the question is like, you know, how much of a responsibility is it on Malcolm to have recognized that? about how much of a responsibility is there on Marie to have communicated that you know that's what I'm saying and how much yeah like that's really it you know because yeah that's really what you're always constantly battling in a relationship right like there's a certain amount you're supposed to see but if you're both not trying to like address an issue that needs to be addressed and like whose fault is it you know if let's say I ask you, hey, so how do you feel about this? But you never really say anything. He noticed she was always quiet around the main actress he ended up with. He noticed certain things and he he seems to have called them out or not called them out or at least be calling them out today. So the question is, how much of like of an opportunity was there to have these little things worked out before it got to this point, right? And that can be on one side alone, I think. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, just from watching the dynamic um, and it could be like, if this was, it could be, the roles could be flipped. It doesn't matter, man or mm-hmm. woman, but for this mm-hmm. movie, I think um, Malcolm had selective listening, um, hearing mm-hmm. because he would, Marie would like go on a tangent and then he'd pick out one thing she said about him, like a mm-hmm. sentence. Mm-hmm. And Marie said several times, like, okay, out of everything I just said, that's what you caught. Mm-hmm. And that makes me see that like he caught everything, but what he cared about is what he's addressing. So I think that Malcolm defensive. Right. And I, so I think for, for me, I think actually Malcolm is very perceptive, but I think it's still that whole, like, you know, Marie kept calling him a psychological terrorist because emotional terrorist. Yeah. yeah, An emotional terrorist because he, I think he hears what she's saying, but he does not want to acknowledge it. There's no critical thinking with it. And he just kind of beats to his own drum. Yeah, he dismisses it. And I think that's why for Marie, when she first initially, like the movie first started, you could tell she was tense, but she wasn't, she kept saying nothing, nothing, because 
you get to a certain point and, and I've had this experience in, in, in relationship before where it's like, you want to say what's bothering you, but if the person's going to gaslight you or like not, or like not understand what you're saying, then you're talking to yourself. So it's like, how long can you talk to yourself before you start getting like super freaking frustrated? Cause then every time it's like, right. I didn't know what, what I'm shocked. And it's like, right. I think that Malcolm I'm- knew, mm-hmm. but just didn't, want to acknowledge it and she probably hmm. got exhausted and just wanted to let it be i think she lets a lot of yeah, things it informs, go. It, yeah 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 it informs the passive aggression at the start yeah right where like you know she's just kind of like keeping because she knows how this is all gonna go and yeah. she's just not really trying to get into it and she's just kind of rolling with it and you know that's what it is but um to your point yeah i i i feel like you know I don't know if I feel like he... I, I think he's perceptive too. Because I was like, he, I think he sees her. Like, at least to... I, I think he sees what he wants to see. Is like is what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And it doesn't seem to really listen to, like, understand her whole situation. He seems to only listen to, like, defend himself. Right? So, he's looking for how he's framed in what she's saying to kind of make sure his framing is correct. <laughs> You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is different from like understanding why the person is framing you this way. And if they're genuine about it, trying to figure out what they miss they missed to get to that perspective or that perception of you. You understand what I'm saying? Like those are two very, very different, like I think psychological responses, right? Like right. when you when, when you think that somebody is attacking you or whatever the case may be, you just want to defend yourself. When you understand that this person, no matter what you're saying, they love you and they care about you, and this is just genuinely how they feel, you gotta you 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 would ask yourself, okay, so what did I do to give them this impression? Because this makes no sense to me, right? And then it gives you an opportunity to have that dialogue to figure out what exactly it is that you did, like. But I. Home, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so I don't mean to cut you off. I, I just want to quickly say that, like, I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, and I think it's true. But I also feel like there's a huge part of Malcolm that's really just like self-absorbed. Because, for example, like even when she made the mac and cheese, like, okay, granted, she made the mac and cheese for him, but like, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, he never asked, "Did you eat?" or like, "Are you gonna eat as well?" You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I do think, I, a lot of times it's like he's responding like you said to defend himself because like if you hear somebody mm-hmm. say something but you, you want to defend yourself mm-hmm. but like it's one thing to defend yourself and then like go back and address what the person the other mm-hmm. things the person was saying i just mm-hmm. think that there's an element to i think it's a those two things you said and i also think that there there's a, an element of him being all about himself right okay so it, it sounds like what you're 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 saying is that like if i'm saying that oh he like in this situation he was just really trying he was focused on being defensive um and like you're saying that like yeah then a big part of that is just because he's so self-absorbed right but 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 he like but but you're also saying that like he perceives he's able to see everything and only flags the things that he wants to address right because i don't think um, like, how does that play into his self-absorption is what I'm I'm kind of trying to get out, like, or trying to understand from your perspective. Because the, re- the reason why I'm saying it's, it's playing into his self-absorption, because mm-hmm. we would have seen him in other ways, like, 
think of Marie's like think of Marie interest. first interest first even if it's in the little ways you get what I'm saying because mm-hmm. I think that they were very like specific about doing things in like little ways to see like oh like okay they, they care for each other and stuff like that mm-hmm. but you just never saw him try to be like aside from when he was looking for her Marie Marie where are you um you just never see him saying like oh like addressing her pains or her worries like every time she does and every time he feels threatened he comes and he's like i'm gonna come much harder i'm gonna punch you 10 times harder and like i'm just gonna go for it so Mm -hmm. because not every single thing she was saying was attacking him because there there are some moments where she was just like hey listen like you should have just thanked me and it's like he doesn't acknowledge that at all like he acknowledges it but just to gaslight her do you get what i'm trying to say so I feel like obviously we're supposed to understand that Malcolm is a very smart man, right? Because here he is, he's a whole director. He wrote this wonderful piece, et cetera. So we know he's perceptive. Yeah, he's an intellectual. To some, yeah. yeah, he's an yeah. intellectual. We we they and they did that purposely when he was like going on and on about why his piece shouldn't be looked at like an historical piece or like a right. race piece. And he's like deconstructing all these different things, how he deconstructed like the LA times like review. So like he's an intellectual. So I feel like, you know, I think in the arguments with Marie, like I said, I think he's just so self obsessed and like, mm-hmm. I, and I, and I start to notice that, especially when, um, like, with the whole mac and cheese thing i think that was also very symbolic of like hey did you eat as well or are you gonna eat like it's like oh like you made me my food or whatever like sure like that's cool but you're not even asking about her or like if she's okay as well if that makes any sense so that that's why i think Mm -hmm. an element of it is like self-absorption i do think he cares for her to some extent Mm -hmm. I do think he cares for her and I because of that whole codependency no, thing but, but right to to yeah but you're right I think like the only evidence you see of him caring for her was to an extent of service to himself yes like I didn't really see him just like caring for her like like her making the mac and cheese for example yeah. was just like just just because this is, I just want to do this for you, and I, mm-hmm. I'm very pissed off at you, and I'm gonna eat that. For but you now. still need to eat, right? But, but yeah, but I'm still gonna take care of you, you know. And um, I'm still looking, I'm still thinking of you in that mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. for him, it's it's not clear. It's he, he, his thing is it's not that big a deal. Why do I have to deal with this on the best night of my life? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, right. like, there's not a lot of sense of like dude like why does she feel this way so strongly you know what i mean like 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 trust me i've been you know i guess from a guy's perspective i don't know if it's a emotional thing or i don't, I don't know but like i'll speak for myself right there yeah. have been times where um that like i've not understood why like she feels so strongly about this and you know mm-hmm. my my partner feels so strongly and is so hurt by certain things i'm like you you like there, there was no mal- like malice to this at all. This is how I saw it and all of that. And she's like, no, you know, and you don't understand it until they kind of um cover a few layers, right? But the feeling is legitimate, yes. right? So, so ultimately, like, if ultimately, like, if if you're in a relationship, right, and that those feelings are always met with like an attack 
as opposed to like understanding and reception if y'all don't find a way to like be able to uncover those things as ugly and uncomfortable as they may be like in a, in a in a platform where it's like okay i completely disagree with this but i know it's important for her to get it out or vice versa then like i think you can't have that healthy dialogue right like you can't have that space to like to not get here you understand what i mean because yeah, that's I what do. happens like people just sweep things under the rug they justify it for their own thing they hold on to that narrative and then when it comes time to break the narrative nobody wants to let go of their own narrative exactly. you understand what i'm saying and then you you know one another thing too is just it, one thing i think about this with like the dem democrats and the republicans i don't know why this is random but like i noticed like with the with the democrats like i'll, I'll use a sexual assault as a perfect example right the democrats are like we hate sexual assault we hate sexual assault we hate sexual assault then somebody big like shows up with sexual assault they basically try their best to look away until there is clear evidence and you know there's one or two things and then they act on it right mm -hmm. and then they're like oh we've you know we've done this we've done this and then they go out of board and then to some point they go overboard and they're like mm -hmm. oh this guy winked at a 16 you know a 16 year old yeah. girl that he didn't know was 16 and then all of a sudden he's showing trends and then he has to resign or he's not no no more they're running yeah. for whatever right so we we like we have that but with republicans they will never acknowledge it they would die 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 on that hill it's faked it's doctored so my yeah, point crazy. Is like, yeah my point is that like how do you have an honest conversation about that and dealing with that on on the same terms you mm -hmm. know what i mean like, you just possibly yeah. can't so when like when 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 it doesn't feel safe to kind of share this with you because you're gonna tell me that i'm delusional and i'm crazy and i'm right. just overreacting every single time then i'm gonna be less reluctant to tell you but the time that like i do end up having to tell you it's going to be really bad. It's because it's right. going to be violated in 17 other different ways where, like, at this point, you have to be blind not to see this shit. You know? Right, right, right. where she got to. You know? So, right. there's something to be said about that. Like, that's what proves that your relationship is toxic. Is that... Absolutely. to this point, and even now, it's being handled this way. Right. You know? So, All do right. you think they should stay together? Um... You know, you know, at, at first, like when I thought about it, I was just like, I was going to give you like, oh, this is a tough question. It's deeply personal. And even if we saw, you know, this is a well-scripted argument, you know, we've not like mm -hmm. seen their experiences um, in real life and we don't have real context to everything. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they should stay in a relationship if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, yeah. I think they need to, I think they need to take a break and like really recognize whether or not like they have the capacity to like love each other the way they need to be loved. Yeah. right like truly you know like because even the way marie is giving all this love to malcolm i don't know how much of it he's receiving it and how he really wants that love to be manifested mm -hmm. you know like I, I, there's no clear like you know you know or he's just cool with the way it works because it works for him but mm -hmm. it doesn't to some extent because mm -hmm. he doesn't respect her in the same way he should Mm -hmm. you know that is the yeah. underlying lacking thing because like you know when you really when that thing happens you respect the way they do things even if it's just yeah. in the house you yeah. understand what i'm saying like it, you know yeah. like yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. serious like i'm not giving it because like there's so much yeah. other emotional weight that's associated with certain things right like yeah so you know think I'm, I'm serious like even the cleaning the house like clearly like that's probably a weight right that like yeah he doesn't have to worry about but 
she feels like is you know she's she's taking her time to do that and maybe she also feels like they could spend money and do all those things but yeah. she's just doing her part in a way she feels she knows how right exactly. and uh, you gotta still be able to appreciate that for what it is the way it is you know right. so so even if she doesn't want to be an all-star actress or whatever and she wants to just do her thing and you know maybe do side gigs here and there whatever the case may be like you need someone who accepts supports encourages whatever that is or Absolutely. calls it out if it's unhealthy you know yes. yeah yeah so I, no I, don't stay together yeah <laughs> yeah like, um yeah for me 100 percent, they don't need to be together <laughs> um but just the trajectory of the relationship of the movie and what they're painting the relationship to be it looks like they'd probably be together for a couple more years then probably take some <laughs> space but i don't think they need to be together basically because of the way i just think malcolm is too comfortable with the words he uses with her like it's it just it rolls off his tongue like that's my big and maybe because it's a big thing for me in real life i've never experienced that but i just know that um i don't i don't like that so i don't think they need to be together and i do think that they this is a great relationship for them to learn and they were in each other's lives for like a reason like he helped her through the he helped her through her drug addiction. She helped him with his movie. But I do think that um, either they need to break up or they need to go to therapy together or take a break, go to therapy separately and come back to, to each other. But either way, they need to redefine their relationship, whether that's mm-hmm. together or apart. But I would, I'm would i for the, the theme of like, they need they need to take a step back. I don't think they should be together. I think it's pretty toxic. Beyond like them of not like being together, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Malcolm is can't receive like he needs to he needs to work on himself for sure. Absolutely. Like I think I think that you know she to some extent also obviously needs to work on herself. You know I guess after a relationship everybody really should be working on themselves. Yeah right. Um, but like <laughs> I think like he needs to like work on that. He needs to see like understand where his dependency really lies like they need to figure out how to be alone and then figure out if they want to be together or if they will tolerate each other right and my suspicion is that they won't be able to tolerate each other yeah you know what i mean like (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll say you know what time it is this has been a great this has been a great conversation um very good to like take a deep dive into the movie i'm sure the listeners enjoyed it as well but before we end things i need to get your final words of wisdom to the listeners yeah so my final words of wisdom um and uh you know take it with a grain of salt because i'm not as wise as i think i am (laughs) and i'm probably wiser than you think i am (laughs) but but uh, uh, I think I think it's just don't sweep things under the rug, right? Avoid mm. avoid sweeping things under the rug. Acknowledge your feelings. Acknowledge the feelings of, you know, when you feel like you're sacrificing yourself, sacrificing your emotions for the other person's well-being, and it's not necessarily being acknowledged. Um, it may not seem like a big deal in one instance, but when that constantly starts happening, uh, that's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing, you know, I guess thing I would say is. Uh, if you're watching this movie, understand that it shouldn't get to this point. 
Mm -hmm. you know understand that there should have been other avenues other opportunities for you to be able to communicate and have some resolution prior to this you know this is a perfect example of everything's built up up to this point on her side and uh, whatever he's built up on his side to justify how he's been acting or treating her has also gotten to this point and that's why it's so i think it's so volatile mm. um so yeah the, just don't sweep it under the rug acknowledge your feelings for yourself first um, that's also key like, acknowledge the feelings for yourself first like mm. do not go in because you can't really acknowledge it for with someone else when you've not acknowledged it for yourself and I, that's like yeah. a perfect example of malcolm um throughout yeah. the movie right yeah yeah oh yeah those are bars i i would also add that don't feel like you need to be someone's like lifeboat because <laughs> like that was referenced a lot and like i don't know why that's such a big deal to me but don't feel like you have to be somebody's like lifeboat or you have to save someone or like hold on to someone for dear life or feel like you need to be able to carry other people's weight i think right actually more importantly actually more yeah. importantly like you should absolutely not be the other person's lifeboat yes like, if yes. you both feel like you're the other person's life will just perpetually in a relationship, that's a problem. Like if it, if it's like a scenario where like, you know, somebody's been hit and somebody's like, you know, struggling a little bit more than the other or whatever the case may be, whatever life throws at you, obviously then that makes sense, right? Like you need the other person and that's weird. That's a friend in need. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lover yeah. in need. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it shouldn't, it really shouldn't be a situation where like this person constantly is your is your you know you're completely totally dependent because um it probably encourage i think it encourages negative um just yeah, it's like, negative yeah. things you know you start yeah. thinking like well i'm never gonna do this because this person is always gonna do this it's like yeah there's a difference between like okay this person does i could do this but this person does this better so i'm i do this you know what i mean yeah that's very yeah. different from like oh well they're just gonna do this and then just gonna do that and then you literally not have nothing you know you're not doing anything yeah and it's yeah it's okay and it's fine right yeah and if the other yeah. person feels that way it's important for them to acknowledge that because you don't know what you're not carrying <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, exactly so. and, yeah. and i think it's the whole idea of like constantly like proving yourself and proving like your love because i think marie was she kept trying to like like her saying that was like her holding a signboard saying like i love you so much like you should see that and like hold on to me because i love you so much right i just think i feel like mm, that's not healthy so yeah um, yeah it's like it's <laughs> like uh if you're not gonna appreciate it uh i'm gone yeah Bye. right exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah well this is this is great osai thank you so much Thank you for having me, man. This has been a blast. I've been meaning to come back on, and uh, I'll probably I know. be bugging you soon as well. So there'll uh, be many more. Yeah. So features. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know. Well, you know. For now, guys, go check out Two Takes on a Pod. Um, yes. We are on a hiatus right now, but uh, there's a lot of good content backed up, stored there for you to listen and enjoy. Uh, and yeah, if you're, you know, if you've seen something that you like, if you're enjoying what we're talking about with Jumi, you know, reach out to Jumi or reach out to us on Two Takes on the Pod, and let's let's keep this vibe going. I mean, we yes. will without 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 your permission, but yeah, you know. <laughs> we will keep it going without <laughs> your permission. Yeah, but, we, we, but we appreciate your support. <laughs> right, right, right. No, it's it's great. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation today with Osai taking a deep dive into the Malcolm and Marie movie out on Netflix. If you guys 
are interested in learning more about Osai and the work that he does, make sure you follow at Two Takes and a Pod on Instagram, which is T-W-O-T-A-K-E-S-A-N-D. A-P-O-D. I'm going to be leaving that in the show notes. You also want to check out Yawa Magazine, which is at Yawa Magazine. That is Y-A-W-A-M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E. I'm going to be leaving that in the show notes as well. Till next time, peace and love. Always, always, always. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to rate and review this podcast. And if you're truly loving this podcast, I suggest you follow us on Instagram at a word to the wise pod. Also, if you have any suggestions about episodes or things you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, please feel free to email a word to the wise pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.